0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Dash Talk, the podcast where we dive deep into the world of healthcare innovation and patient engagement. I'm your host, Gabrielle Bejarano, and today we're joined by Jonathan Reese, the Vice President of Marketing at Social Climb. Thank you so much for joining us today, Jonathan.
1: Thank you, Gabby. It's fun to be here.
0: Absolutely. So before we get into the main topic of today's podcast, could you briefly share a bit about your background and also your role at Social Climb?
1: Yeah, thanks. Um, I've been here at Social Climb for a little over maybe a year and a half or so. I've been in healthcare marketing for, I don't know, um, 10, 12, 13 years, something like that. And I've been in marketing role for all of my career, you know, 20 something years. I've been at big Fortune 500 companies. I've been at smaller companies. I've done healthcare marketing. I've done non-healthcare marketing. And so it's kind of a good contrast to see some of the challenges and implications and nuances within healthcare marketing that are so prevalent today. So,
0: Absolutely. Well, thank you for sharing a little bit of your background. Now I would like to get your perspective uh, more so on the just this Amazon-style world we live in. Uh, just in terms of consumerism, how do you see that style impacting patient access to care? Yeah,
1: that's a, it's a great question. And there, there is um, undoubtedly a progression to that uh, you know, Amazon style, uh, in, in healthcare as well. People have a certain expectation. They go to, you know, make a reservation at, at a restaurant. You, you don't want to call call the restaurant and be put on hold type of thing. And those kind of expectations are being, uh, you know, abundantly made abundantly clear in healthcare as well. Patients go, you know, to a physician's website or a doctor's website looking for a particular type of care and they want that as easy as possible. Not only that, they want to find your website. So you know, there's a couple a couple of different implications within this that, that uh, on both sides of the, sides of the fence, excuse me. Um, and when you compare this to, you know, outside of healthcare, they seem to figure it out. Like you mentioned, Amazon. There's you know anything outside of uh, this healthcare world, they seem to have streamlined that whole customer acquisition model. Um, you know, and healthcare needs a bit of a bump in the right direction in. in in that kind of model. So
0: So along that route, then what are some of the key marketing strategies to assist in patient acquisition and also retention?
1: Yeah. And I would even back up a little bit on that um, because patient acquisition is kind of a new model for healthcare. Uh, Historically, healthcare has really relied on the referral model to get new patients in. Um, And now you're seeing a true competition among practices, among hospitals, um, really, any any healthcare entity, and so when you're comparing non-healthcare to healthcare, we really take, need to take a look at that very strategic approach to get patients and customers, you know, customers in non-healthcare in the door. And so some of the basic tactics are you you almost uh, can split marketing into two 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 categories. One is demand capture, another is demand creation. Demand capture is just being in front of those prospective patients that are actually looking for the care you provide. So think of, uh, you know, knee surgeon near me, that's some done by somebody who's actually known, they know they need healthcare for their knee. They know they need some sort of care, some sort of surgeon, whatever, whatever the, the search is, but they actually are pent up demand. They know what they're looking for. Um, and this new Amazon style, marketing approach in healthcare is really being in front of them, making sure that you're actually uh, represented, your practice is represented uh, to the right, to the, to the patients who are actually looking. And then if you compare that to man, demand generation, that's a whole different suite of marketing um, tactics and initiatives where you're actually kind of educating the market. You're you're informing them of, hey, my knee hurts. That would be more of a search that's uh, closer to demand generation. And you want to be um, in front of both of them, there's a whole suite of tools or marketing tools on both the demand capture and the demand generation fronts. Um, and, and there's a whole bunch of bullet Alyssa, I could go down and, and talk about each one.
0: Awesome. Well, Jonathan, could you please, um, just take us through a, a little bit into deeper detail on, in terms of these tactics that go into making a robust marketing strategy?
1: Yeah, there's, there's, as I mentioned earlier, there's kind of a separation between the demand capture and the demand creation. I'm going to talk a little bit more about the demand capture because in healthcare, um, this this is kind of low hanging fruit, easy to accomplish in many cases. Um, the demand creation is a little more, uh, you know, a, a bigger lift for for most healthcare companies. And the demand capture, um, obviously, many companies are doing um, reputation management. I like to actually call it. Um, or uh, review management, they're doing review management, and I want to call it more of a reputation management because you're not only looking at that um, Google business profile uh, and getting the surgeons actually to show up there in a positive light on on Google, um, but I also look at brand ads. Brand ads are very cheap, uh, in, in you know, a very effective cheap way to actually get a practice in front of. Uh, people who are actually searching uh, a product or service. And I do that through Google. It's just simply buying your name on Google ads, Uh, buy the surgeon's names on Google ads. They're very inexpensive because it's not a highly competitive keyword. You're the one that owns the name, hopefully. You're the one that owns the domain. Um, And so buying that that keyword is very effective initially. These are kind of the low hanging fruit that I'm talking about. Do that with the same with the uh, physician's names. And then obviously making sure your website's actually set up to um, capture some of that interest coming to the website for, you know, whether it's self-scheduling or those kind of things. Doing those few little things are actually that demand capture kind of uh, element. You can obviously go a little bit further to do keywords, you know, uh, orthopedic surgeon near me, knee surgeon near me kind of thing. Um, Those are local search functions that are so easy to accomplish because you simply just buy the keywords of the thing, Google have them up tomorrow and you're at the top of the Google search results. So those few things can easily be done for, you know, minimal spend. You're in front of the people who are actually looking for you. Um, and, and just make sure that they actually convert when you, when they get to the website cause you have self scheduling on there. So,
0: I'm sure and I'm sure scheduling online is something that has just really impacted uh, patient acquisition in terms of just their ability to get online and do things autonomously themselves um, and also affecting retention at the bottom line as well. So why is online scheduling critical uh, to a patient acquisition strategy?
1: That's a great question. Uh, There's there's so many implications there as well. when when taking and I'm going to bump back to marketing a little bit if that's okay because when you're looking at acquiring a patient, um, non-healthcare entities very very much look at their customer acquisition costs. In healthcare, it's called patient acquisition costs, and those are really important factors to consider when when acquiring new patients. How much did it cost to get this patient in the door? So um, there's there's multiple aspects that I kind of want to touch on with this, with the, the self-scheduling model as well. But all of those patient acquisition costs kind of roll up into that, including conversion to a new patient, that online scheduling. When you compare online scheduling to a call center that you have to hire or outsource to get patients in the door, those costs are estimates anywhere between 5 and $12 per call. So your patient acquisition goes through the roof. Now consider if you're actually, you know, you've got a website or something like that, and you're getting calls for flu shots. Those flu shots aren't really a huge money generator. Um, You want them in, of course, but if you're paying five to $12 to get that patient in for a flu shot, I mean, how much are you possibly making? And so balancing that patient mix with your marketing, um, lowering your patient acquisition costs are really important factors to consider when doing uh, all the marketing and, and conversion. Additionally, um, and maybe this is kind of going with your next, your next question, but additionally, that the, the conversion optimization, and that's a tactic or, or method you would uh, hear talked about in marketing quite a bit. Conversion optimization is making sure once people get to your website, once they get you know your email, once they get your postcard, whatever it may be, they're actually doing something with it. And the conversion ratios on self-scheduling are significantly higher than a call. People don't want to call. Back to the restaurant example. You don't want to call the restaurant to make that reservation. You want to simply click on it, make the reservation, find the time, and, you know, four people at seven o'clock kind of thing. It's no different in healthcare. Um, too many companies are kind of avoiding this because, oh, it's a hassle. i got to get this set up. But um, it's really easy and it drives your cost down significantly by doing, you know, self-scheduling. So it's a conversion optimization tactic.
0: So you've outlined a lot of possible ways to build up a solid marketing strategy. What type of outcomes have you seen from organizations who've uh, maybe followed these steps, who have a really robust marketing strategy and give patients the ability to self-schedule?
1: Yeah, we've looked into some numbers on that and we're seeing uh, it's a little new to say we have a definitive conversion optimization difference to say, we get more calls. Or we we actually do get more calls for some specialties, and other specialties we get more um, self scheduling. And the reason for that is, think of the think of the target audience for each one of those. You know, if it's uh, a certain type of specialty that gener- generates most of their patients, patients are elderly, they, pr- they you know they prefer to call. Um, if it's a younger orthopedic surgeon that's doing knee surgeries for the local football, football team, it's very common for them to self-schedule. So we see a, a, a definite separate uh, separation between the two um, on, by specialty type. But what's important on that is not necessarily the difference in that, but the conversion ratio. We're seeing improved conversion. The numbers aren't definitive yet, but we're seeing in, improved conversion from people getting to your website and the, the, the ease of scheduling is, is there so much that they actually do it rather than, yeah, I'll, I'll come back to this. I'll do it later. I'll call later. There's just a big barrier of entry through the calls that you want to overcome by self-scheduling. So, um, you know, making sure that you have self-scheduling functionality on all your marketing efforts um, is, is, is you just get more patience in the end. You get more patience because it's uh, sim- simple. It's really easy for people to do.
0: Simple ways to set yourself up for success. Well, Jonathan, uh, if people want to reach out who are listening into this podcast and want to learn more uh, about these tactics or maybe uh, some more extra tips that you have, how can they do that?
1: Yeah, we're at socialclimb.com, one word. Um, We have some really cool features on the website that allow you to go out and find a predictive audience which gives you an indication of who might be in the market for your type of care. We have lots of models that you can, we build these models in uh, a a database and you can actually go find prospective patients out in in the audience or in the market around you.
0: Fantastic. Thanks so much, Jonathan. I mean, that wraps up the conversation for today. Uh, We got to learn a lot in terms of addressing healthcare challenges, uh, including the impact of consumerism on patient access, key key marketing strategies, and just the significance of online scheduling and patient acquisition. So it was a pleasure to have you on the podcast. Thank you. Of course. And as always, if you want to learn more, please visit relation.com and look for this podcast wherever it is you get your podcasts at. I've been your host, Gabrielle. Thanks for tuning in.